0: And now another edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman. Every edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman airs weekdays on the American Forces Network in countries around the world. Each show is also available as a podcast at ontravel.com and at iTunes. Just use the keyword on travel. Here's Paul and Elizabeth.
1: Today on Traveling, we welcome back Max Hartshorn, who is the editor of GoNomad.com. And I defy you to go to GoNomad.com and find something that is not interesting. It's one of these places, you know, we always say squirrels. Squirrels is supposed to remind us that we have a purpose in life and there's a reason we're doing something. You go to go nomad. You forget what your purpose is. You just cruise through all these great stories and all this great uh, photography. So anyway, uh, as always, Max, it's welcome back, and we're glad to have you back.
2: Always a pleasure, Paul. Always enjoy speaking to the folks on Armed Forces Radio, and uh, hopefully, uh, we have some interesting things to share. Oh, indeed. Thank you. Uh, you've
1: been. Now, I know that TBEX was recently in southern New York, I guess. is up near Corning. Um, And believe me, that's part of the country I want to visit someday, but I have never done that. (laughs) So um, give us a sense of your trip to Corning. You were at TBEX, but you uh, went to a larger area than just focusing on TBEX there and that seems to me because it's an area that's easily reachable from New York and New York is one of the great US international destinations a lot of people would be very worthwhile to rent a car and head to Cor- Corning in that area
2: i think so really i mean i got to say i you know i live in massachusetts so It was a five-hour drive to Corning from my home in South Deerfield, Massachusetts. But it's funny, after all these years of living in Massachusetts and New England, traveling all over Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, I had never really explored that much in New York. Now, if you know the way that New York is shaped, it's kind of, how is it shaped? It's maybe like a (laughs) a Y, you know? It's got this- You're asking a California
1: native how New York is shaped? (laughs)
2: I would just say that? I don't know how you'd say, it. but anyway, New York has a very, very long and long and space between, say, uh, Niagara Falls and Albany, and so that's the area that we're going to be concentrating on, and it's called the Southern Tier. Wow! And it's just it's a marvelous place. I was so impressed with all of the things that we did. I mean, we started in Corning. Excuse me, Corning is a beautiful town. It's really a small town with a great heart. It's got a wonderful Market Street, a real downtown where you can. You can walk downtown and stop into shops and restaurants and bars and real feeling of like there's a real there there, Paul. You know that feeling of a town that has something going on, like sure. a, a nice main drag. So Corning is wonderful. And, of course, the highlight of Corning is Corning Glass, um, the international headquarters of Corning. And they have an amazing museum, the Museum of Glass. And not only do they have, you know, a history of glass, really, which is an incredible thing to think about. I mean, what would we do without— glass it's pretty essential but downstairs there's all kinds of uh demonstrations of glass blowing art and you get to see these really amazing artists with this red hot glass blowing these beautiful sculptures out of glass so that's one experience that you can have in corning and then we sort of took a ride we took a ride west and we um at first first one of our really wonderful things we did was near corning in a small little town we went horseback riding Oh, on, uh on, Yeah, it was funny, you know. Horseback riding is one of those things. You don't you don't do it that much, but when you do it, it's kind of like, wow. This is kind of fun. But uh, there's a place called Painted Bar Stables right near this little village of Watkins Glen, and Watkins Glen, of course, you know the race uh, the race track the Watkins,
1: former site of the United States Grand Prix, I believe.
2: It was and and it but it's a you know it's a marvelous track it's a four and a half mile track which goes all over the place it's not an oval it's not like an indie track it's more of like a, a kind of a cool hillies uh, curvy track and they have all kinds of neat races there of course but one of the things about Watkins Glen is actually the Watkins Glen the, the most amazing place for hiking it, there's a it's a beautiful Glen with you know it's got all kinds of um beautiful waterfalls, and it's really neat. Um, the Watkins Glen itself is a great hiking destination right in the village of Watkins Glen.
1: The the heck with the scenery, Max. we got to get down to the nitty-gritty here. Did you get to drive the course at Watkins
2: Glen? Well, you know what I did get to do? I They took our buses, and we rode on the trail on the buses. It was hilarious. <laughs> they actually took the buses out on the speedway, and took some laps around the speedway and the I bus. Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, so did
2: you drift through the turns and things like that? You know, we, we kept on trying to get the bus driver to go faster, but uh, he went as fast as he could go. I guess he has a governor. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So that was, that was sort of the experience of Watkins Glen and, and so forth. Oh, that's and that's great. And, and we moved west to the Seneca-Iroquois nation, but, you know, there's a large population of Native Americans in New York State, yes. the Malt Nation, the Iroquois, and the um, Seneca and Iroquois have kind of a confederation of nations, different tribes. And they've built, uh, of course, they built the requisite casino. You, of course, you know about that. There's always a casino when there's a, a Native American uh, community. But they've also taken it one step further and built a beautiful uh, center, like it was called the um well, it's the Seneca, Seneca Iroquois National Museum. And it's a new museum about the lives of the Native Americans and the, over time and some of the historic relics of them. So it's kind of a way to balance out the casino. You know, have a little more family type of entertainment rather than the game gimmick. So it's a combination of things. Well, and, and
1: I think what people don't realize is the tremendous culture and civilization that uh, a lot of these... Uh, First, well, I guess we call them First Nations or First Americans developed here in the United States. And the Iroquois and the Seneca were incredibly advanced uh, and
2: probably in many ways outshone the Europeans. It really has. And he goes back so many, so many centuries, you know. But, uh, you know, right now it's a little bit of a this is an interesting part of the world, Paul. New York State has um, a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it's a beautiful tourist area with all kinds of attractions and things, and it's got this underbelly, which is an op the opioid epidemic. It's really struck very hard in this part of New York, and it's a little bit down. It's a little down in their luck, and some of these towns are kind of hard to find a job. And a lot of people have um, have gone the opiate route, which is really sad. And so you see a lot of billboards and stuff. People trying to fight that. Um, they've had they've had some success at on the in the tribe, you know, trying to get. people People be more aware of opiates and trying to you know, go steer away from them. But it was a little sobering. Um, but anyway, moving on, you know, we 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 sort of headed west. And I'll tell you a real highlight, a real highlight was Ellicottville. And I don't I've, know. I've never heard of this town. Ellicottville. Well, there's a little ski hill, and it's called Holiday, Holiday Valley Ski Area. So it's okay. a small ski area, tiny ski area. I mean, like about a 800 vertical jump. I mean, like nothing. It's got the more. It's got more ski days than any ski resort in New York State, and New York State has more ski resorts than any state in the United States. I have no idea.
1: 70, I have no 70, idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's more than seventy ski resorts, and this one is the one that outshines them all, because the little town of Elliotonville has so many clubs and bars and music houses. It's just a gas. The fun is, bar hopping in Ellicottville is about as good as it gets. And I can't really <laughs> figure out what it is, but if you read my story, you can figure it out. I, I intend
1: to go to gonomad.com and read every glowing word, knowing that you have been bar hopping in Ellicottville.
2: Ellicottville is wonderful. And so you know the the, the 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 journey proceeded. We were heading again, heading west again, over in the southern tier, and um, we found a really cool place called Panama Rocks, which is a series of crevices and boulders and hanging roots and stuff. It was just a real trip, a, a long hike. We did about an hour, a two-hour hike among these rocks. Incredible, but just sort of a cool thing to be able to see, you know, these natural natural wonders. It's actually owned by. A local man, he owns the land, Um, but we're able to just take that hike and just sort of, you know, enjoy the nature in a 15-acre park. Uh And then we got a chance to see, I was surprised at this, I've never been to Lake Erie. Have you ever been to Lake Erie?
1: I have been to the lake up near Cleveland. Whatever is the lake near Cleveland?
2: That's Erie. That's Erie. Like okay. Yes, you've been there. Well, Lake Erie is like being on the ocean. It's incredible. It's so big. uh, Beautiful. So we went to a nice beach place uh, on Lake Erie. Wow. We got a chance to enjoy the beach and enjoy, you know, just, it's like you're sitting at the beach. You can't see you know, the horizon goes out as far as the o- ocean. So you feel like you're really on the seashore, but we were on Lake Erie. Yeah. And Lake Erie is much cleaner than it used to be. People were swimming and people enjoy, enjoying the beach just the way they would normally do. Um, and you know there's a lot of lakes around this area you know this this is this is the finger lakes is near here so oh yes yeah finger lakes is near Cor- corning so it extends a little bit west but further out west there's a lake called chautauqua lake now the word chautauqua does that bring any memories to yes. you yes
1: indeed i mean these were the great 18 19th century gatherings of of speakers and i guess you would go to the chautauqua to hear Famous people of the
2: time come and deliver speeches. Is exactly. That, is that right? It. That's right. And, you know, to this day, it's still considered, it's still something that people do. People still go up to Chautauqua in the summer and spend a week doing brain camp, you know, just fun things to do, learning things, lecturing, learning about classical music. It's like a little bit like a TED Talk. But it lasts for a whole week, so you can go out there, really enjoy yourself and really immerse yourself in Chautauqua. Now, Chautauqua is at the top of Chautauqua Lake. We were at the bottom of Chautauqua Lake in a town called Bemis Point, and in Bemis Point, there's several. Uh, well, there was many hotels. You know, th- this is a sad thing, Paul. In this part of the world, there were these grand hotels all yes. over. England. Yeah, and, you yeah, know. This wasn't this yeah.
1: sort of uh, Max, this was sort of a place where people went for the summer back in the exactly. day when you'd get away from the city or whatever else, and then there would be all of these things to do, I guess. Is that correct?
2: Exactly. Summering as a verb, indeed, back in the day. Um you used to summer up in the in the late night. Things were hot, there was no air conditioning, so people would take a train and head north, and they would go to places like Bemis Point Point. And there's only one of these historic hotels still standing. It's so sad that this has happened. It's just the, the hotels, the only one left is the Hotel Lenhart in Bemis Point. There were steamships all over this part of New York. Big, big steamships plying these waters and taking people to these wonderful grand hotels. Now, if you go up to New Hampshire, you can still see the Balsams Hotel still uh, in business, as well as the Mount Washington Hotel. These are the same kind of thing. These giant porches and just tremendous edify. And, you know, there's only a few left. They're always built with wood and they are always heated with wood. And so (laughs) it always seems to happen that some smoker would would light the place up. But in, La- in, in Bemis Point, there's a wonderful place we went called the Lawson Boating Heritage Center. And that's a tremendous place. If you like wooden boats. Oh, boat yes. Oh, it's yeah. Chris, know,
1: did, I bet they didn't tell you this. The wooden boats were invented to provide a path to impoverishment for the owners. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Exactly>. <laughs> you know,
1: exactly. Actually, yep. a wooden boat owner in New England told me that. And he says, you cannot believe how much money I spend on this boat.
2: Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, in in this wonderful Lawson Center, there's all these different wooden boats that have been donated to the Lawson Center. So you get a chance to see those up close. Oh, wow. That would be
1: wonderful because the workmanship, those things are works of art. They really are are.
2: so slick and so well-built. And they also have these old boat motors. I love these old boat motors, different types, size boat motors. Really neat. Um, But that's something you can find in Bemis Point, which is on Chautauqua Lake. Um, One of the highlights of this part of the area, this part of New York, though, is a big, big deal in comedy. The National Comedy Center is now open (laughs) in the town, city of Jamestown. Now, Jamestown is a pretty non place.
1: So now, wait, wait. Is this like a place that you go to hear comedy performed, or do you go to relive great comedy of the past? I don't know.
2: the latter, the latter, Paul. It's not a comedian's hall. It's a comedy museum, almost a comedy museum. They have, um, it's really neat. It's a very large building built right in the center of Jamestown, um, very modern. And a lot of comedians donated to this. I mean, a lot of people like Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Louis uh, donated, Louis um, C.K. A lot of people donated money because they really wanted to elevate the art of comedy to to an art, not just, you know, a couple of laughs. So what they do is they take you at the beginning. When you first walk into the National Comedy Center, you go up to a screen and there's a series of questions. And they ask you, for instance, what do you think is funny? You know, do you think um you know benny you know uh, george uh, what's it benny who, who's benny uh B- benny
1: uh, who's, uh you're drawing a blank at my end here but
2: oh
1: that that comic That's so let's I just say, say
2: let's say for instance if they asked you what do you think is funny do you think jack benny's funny do you think richard pryor's funny do you like amy schumer do you like jerry seinfeld do you like the old mash do you like uh, uh jackie gleason do you, did you enjoy the movies like Adam Sandler? You know, so they give you a questionnaire and you fill out all these questions and then they give you a wristband. And that wristband is programmed to only show you the things that you think are funny. So when you to a, yes, you go up to a big board and they'll have they'll, the comedy that they'll play. It's when you've shown them your band, they'll play comedy that you'll actually think is funny. So it's pretty hilarious. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm laughing already. I, that's a really fascinating idea, though, because I think that it's about time. To, you know, in my, in my thoughts, comics or comedians are the most courageous people on earth, because who else will get out on a stage and try and make people laugh? I mean, I think that's incredible.
2: I mean, it's so hard, and it's such so nervy to do that. I know I have a young—my so cousin's uh, my cousin's daughter's a comedian, and I just can't believe it how hard it must be. But this place is neat, and they even have a thing, which is funny. They even have a place in the, in the museum or the comedy center called the Blue Room, and you take this elevator down. And then after that, everything is R-rated and X-rated. You, oh. All the Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor and Red Fox, you know, oh, yeah. really funny. Yeah, but I'd say this is a wonderful stop, and when you're in Jamestown, Jamestown, uh, Paul, has one famous person who grew up there, and that is, no, she's known by one name, Lucy. Oh, my gosh. That's where Lucy was born, Jamestown, New York. And so, talk, of course, there's a Lucy and Desi museum. It's oh, wonderful.
1: And talk about a great comedian. She was an awesome. incredible actress. And, and producer. And, and, producer. Oh, and producer. That's right. She,
2: yeah, I mean, she produced Mission Impossible. She produced, you know, so many shows. There was a roster of these shows I couldn't believe. So many of these famous shows from the 60s were produced by Desi Lu, which is Desi and Lucy. Now, Desi and Lucy were married, of course, and they had the show. So you can go to the Lucy and Desi Museum and see the actual sets from the New York scenes in Isle of Lucy, as well as the Hollywood scenes. They have two different sets. they oh, remember wow. it's. They huh. used to go to Hollywood. There's all kinds of wonderful things. Like, for instance, the, the, the Arnezes used to have a full-size movie projector in their house wow. so they could watch movies. So they show that, and they have all these memorabilia letters and artifacts and things. If you're interested in that TV show, it, it's just fascinating. And as a kid, you know, I just I grew up watching that TV show. Oh, we so all did.
1: That's interesting. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, it really was. So, so you know, you, you can get a combination ticket to get into both the National Comedy Center and the Lucy and Desi Museum, they're both right near each other, so it's kind of neat. You can enjoy both of those things, and it really is that really was fascinating. I'd have to say some museums, you know, you get in, you're like, oh, this isn't worth the price. But I'd have to say that the Lucy and Desi and the National Comedy Center really, really redeem themselves, and it's a very worthwhile experience, and it's a lot of fun. You know,
1: you remind me of something. We're going to switch right now. We're going to go three thousand miles west to the San Francisco and the Presidio. There is a museum there called the Walt Disney Family Museum. And you think you know all about Mickey Mouse and all of this. This thing is filled with memorabilia that adds such a dimension to the Disney legacy. It's incredible because it's not really about the cute characters and things, although that's an important part of it, but it's about the technology. And I would imagine that's what you see in the Lucy and Desi Museum. How they to see the sets and to see how they they worked and things like that. It's so important to preserve those things. I'm so glad they're doing that in Jamestown.
2: Yeah, they really are. And you know, the interesting thing to me too is that um, Lucy and Desi pioneered many different things, and one of them was they pioneered the concept of having two or three cameras and using two or three cameras at the same time and switching off between them. That was something that had never been done before, and they actually pioneered that. Wow. So that was one of the many things that, you know, so so sitcoms were never the same after the Lucy uh, after I Love Lucy because they had pioneered that, that idea of using um, more than one camera and following people that way. They also, um, of course, in the show, you know that they had a child, in real life and on the show. They had a daughter, they had a son, they were really married. It was pretty interesting, you know, and even I think they even got divorced and they kept working together. So they stayed together after they were no longer married because the business was very important and they were both devoted. So very interesting stuff. But let me just run a few other things. Um, I wanna mention the hotel. Um, We stayed at a wonderful hotel, it's a new hotel. It's run by Harbor Hotels. It's called the Chautauqua Harbor Hotel, which is right at the bottom of Chautauqua Lake. We were there, I think, the second week they were open. It was a spectacular hotel. Where you look at the article, you can see that sunset. That's the sunset on Chautauqua Lake, right up from the from the outside of this wonderful hotel. And I love hotels, and I like a hotel that's well-run. I think these Harbor Hotels really are, are wonderful. They have them in Portland, Maine. They have them in um, other parts of New York State. Oh. Just a wonderful small chain of, of hotels. It really does a great job, i got to say. Um, well, and, and, just, and You, you know,
1: know, that's so important today, there are all these huge corporations that run hotels, but it's so great to find local, regional hotels because they bring something of the community to them, I think.
2: I think so, too. And I think this is a small chain. I mean, there's a lot of chains now which are like, you know, maybe they have 10 properties. That's a lot different than if you go to a monolith. You know, there's a lot more personal. These managers are right on on the scene, and you can really tell they're very responsive. And I gotta say, I really liked this hotel. I really thought this was a, they do a great job. And what a scenic place. You know, Just driving through these beautiful scenes out there. One of the other things, I, a big thing about New York State, which I didn't really know, was uh, it's a big producer of wine. I mean, huge producer of wine. Uh, you wouldn't believe how much wine they grow there and grapes they grow and Concord grapes. That's I didn't realize good. that you, people, I mean, besides Manischewitz, they actually do consume <laughs> Concord grapes.
1: Yeah. Oh, Max, that's that's an there's an inside joke, but you know that is so true. Uh, I mean, you know, actually, American grapes saved the European grape uh, industry at one time because phylloxera. We we were resistant to it, and uh, you know, so I guess the world owes American those Concord grapes a great debt of gratitude. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't. But yeah. And so there's a lot of places you can visit out there where you can taste the different wines that are made with Concord grapes. Um, there's so many wineries in the Finger Lakes. That's another big draw of the Finger Lakes. Of course, it's called Finger Lakes Wine Country. Wonderful wines that are created there, produced there. And you can enjoy that. And, you know, I just think um, if it's the kind of place where if you were in New York, take a ride up north and go to this upstate. They call it upstate. Go upstate, check out Corning, check out, even go to Buffalo, go to see Niagara Falls. It was absolutely spectacular. Shuffle, I have to
1: say- shuffle off to Buffalo, and if you do it in the winter, you might actually be able to experience lake effect snow, which is, I understand,
2: really something. Hey, you know what? Buffalo is a real resurgent city. I've been seeing, everybody keeps saying Buffalo is being developed like you wouldn't believe. It's no longer the frozen north, man. It's really a hip city with really great restaurants and new hotels being built. And everybody downstate always talks about, boy, Buffalo, you got to see Buffalo these days. It's really something. It really is. I mean, it's not, maybe not on the radar of some folks out in the left coast, but for us here in the East Coast, we think Buffalo is pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Max Max Hartshorn, as always, you are a great, great person, contributor here to traveling and we'll check out your stories at gonomad.com and uh, as always we'll look forward to your next visit.
2: My pleasure Paul have a great week and I'll hope to talk to you about Guernsey next time
0: Join Paul and Elizabeth at any time since each episode of traveling is available as a podcast on iTunes, keyword on travel and at ontravel.com you can join the global community on Twitter and Facebook at OnTravelMedia, and you can email at traveling at ontravel.com. Your suggestions for show topics and comments are always welcome. Join us next time on the American Forces Network and at ontravel.com. I'm Fred Sater.